Hey, listen, this may be an unpopular opinion, but be prepared to be challenged about this thing I love that I hope you will fall in love with called project management. Do you mind if I tell you a story? So I got a call earlier today from one of my good friends, and I won't say his name because he probably don't want to be <laughs> on YouTube, but he called me, he said, you know what? ED, I've had enough. And I was like, okay, had enough of what? He said, listen, I go to this job, I make the commitment, I'm not interested, I show up every day, I barely take time off, I'm just burnt out, I don't enjoy what I'm doing. And I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. My next question was, well, what are you going to do about it? He said, well, um, I don't know. He said, I, I know you've been doing project management for a while and how do you like it? How do you enjoy it? What is the things that get you excited about even when it's those boring days or the days that you don't want to be there? I said, oh, excellent question. You came to the right person today. See, what I had to understand and break down to my friend, and maybe I'll go into a deeper conversation or the conversation that we had, but the point of what, what it was is, see, one thing about project management that a lot of people, um, until you get into it and, or until you have someone that's close to it or until you take the chance to do your homework on it, you'll realize that project management is so amazing, it's so fun because of the fact of it's never boring. Uh, and today, and in today's episode entitled, uh, what's today's episode entitled? Project management. Is this the right career path for you? No, no, really. Is it really the right career path for you? I, hopefully I can answer that. Today I'm going to over-deliver. Why am I over-delivering today is because of the fact that, hey, you know, I'm off of that Thanksgiving, good turkey and everything like that. So I figured, hey, I, want, I might as well just go all out on today's uh, video, today's episode. So I really hope that you stay tuned. I got some gems, and I know I hate to do this to you, but this is the only way I can keep you to stay to the end. There's some really good things that I'm really going to talk about near the end of this uh, video, which are some advantages. And I'm calling them, instead of calling them, I don't want to use the word regret or disappointments, I'm going to call them opportunities. And it's only going to be one or two per each item. And I hope you stay to the end, family, because you really these these things are really going to push you over the edge to make a decision. Either, you know, when my when my uh, grubber would say uh, either, you know, the grass is not always green on the other side. I say, well, uh, it depends who's fertilizing the grass. Grandma, that's what I would say back to her. You know, in my mind, I would say that. But she would also say, you know, um, either make a decision to move forward or make a decision to move backward. But you can't make a decision in between both. Ooh, grandma has some wisdom, I tell you. Anyway, let's get into my eight-point framework. By the way, I go by the name of ED. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, listen, let's not try to complicate it. That just simply means it. What we're going to talk about is my eight steps that I've extracted out of one of the things, the reason why I think the project management career may be a good fit for you and it may not. So let me go over these things and you tell me what works for you and what doesn't. First point, Influence and impact. See, this is the reason why I wrote this book, The Magnetic Project Manager, was based off of this very first point. Besides, there's some other ones. But this book alone really um, outlines that, see, a lot of project managers think that they look at the um, they don't look. They don't look at the in, the tangible things, or I should say, really intangible things, or what they say, the things that don't show up in the score 
board, but they show up in the score box. What does that mean? That basically means there are certain things that you may have to do that may not show up on the scoreboard as far as that. For instance, I'll give you a really good example here. Um, there were there were two two stakeholders. They were talking through email. And one of my pet peeves, if I was coaching anybody, when you see that, that's a red flag. If you see too many communications going back and forth via email, it's, it's, it's a red flag. Automatically, what you need to do is step in, my recommendation, of course, is step in and, and call a meeting. Don't even say, hey, won't you guys uh, you know, get on a call? No, you schedule the meeting you, and you respond and say, hey, guys, I see that you guys are going back. Hey, let's get on a call and figure that all out, and then, we, then I can recap what our decision was collectively, and then we can move forward. Anytime that you're willing to help someone by hosting a meeting and then taking notes, I don't care who they are and maybe unless they're trying to hide something from you the majority of the time they're going to they're going to say yes because it's going to take them longer to prepare an email than it is to get on a call and have that conversation and that's where influence and impact comes in oh i like that the reason why i like it family is because of the fact that when you, you you when you have influence it allows you to have impact i've seen project manager come project managers come in so many times and they taunt their PMPs or their MBAs and all that. I got all those things, but it doesn't mean anything if you don't understand the people, you don't understand your stakeholders and under, being able to do that, you have to create a sense of influence in which will allow you to have the impact that is required for when you call them, say, hey, I need a favor. I, I know I, I, know I uh, we agreed on um, a week from now, but I'm actually gonna need that three days from now. And if they really trust you and they really believe in, you know, you wouldn't just be doing this just to be doing it, again, influence and impact, it allows you the opportunity to get what you need, which in return, you owe that person a favor. You make sure that they are acknowledged on how they were able to turn something around. So let's move on to point number two, diverse opportunity message. Hey, if you're new, when I say message, that just basically mean you need to really pay attention to this. Diverse opportunities. See, project management spans on various industries, from IT to construction to healthcare to finance. And that diversity alone allows you to really, like I've had the opportunity to work in so many diverse uh, industries, and I don't think I would have, and I'm not knocking any other career or profession, but I'm just saying, I don't think I would have had that degree of opportunity because if someone like myself who is interested in continuously learning, continuously finding ways to get 1% better every day, working in diverse oppor uh, opportunities, it stretches you because just imagine you working in finance and then you go from finance to working in software application development. You're like, oh, wow, this is, you know, but the principles or the foundation is still there. And it's all around the, if you're asking what the foundation is, is it always around your triple constraints, which is scope, cost, time, and quality. I don't care what project that you're leading. And like I said, I want to pitch the PMI uh, also resources, but hey, maybe they'll change it up, you know, if they're watching. But no, seriously, I do think resources should be added to what we call the Iron Triangle because I think it adds a lot of value, um, especially in these days and times. You're you're having to do more with less, um, and when you're able, when you're having to do that, you have to make sure that you you account for that. But I'll dig digress on that. The point I'm trying to drive to you, family, is 
being able to be being in project management, you you open up the opportunity to work in these diverse industries. And a lot of people focus on IT, which I've spent a majority of my career there, but I've also spent my career in financing and um, in in construction. No, no, not construction. I'm telling a lie right there. It just sounded good. Dude. I just said construction. I was like, wait, I ain't never done no construction. I may have put some bricks, but no, honestly, I've really been in um, IT and financing and finance, uh, those have been the most, the two industries that I kind of went back and forth in. And the, the again, family, is very important that when you do choose this thing that I love, that I hope you fall in love with, that you don't limit yourself. Sometimes as pro I've seen project managers limit themselves or be like, oh, I'm only doing it, staying in finance. I'm like, but man, it's a whole world out here. Come out and enjoy us. Anyway, point number three, problem solving. Hey, listen. If you really enjoy tackling complex challenges and finding creative, that's the key word, creative solutions, project management offers that on a constantly basis. And it's one of those things where I truly love because it allows me to use some of my analytical skills and having to figure it out. Maybe I have to figure it out on the fly. Maybe I have, to, I have time to figure it out, but it forces me to figure these things out. And when you have to figure something out, you'll stay with the problem longer to figure out how do we get a, a solution. And you involve your team to throw up various solutions that is appropriate to what actually, uh, I mean, excuse me, you work with your team to create different solutions that you can try and, and, and not try, but you do perform on that particular problem. You see, I, I stop myself when I say try because anybody's been watching me for a while. You can't try and do anything. Sorry. I mean, you know, and I know this is probably getting off subject, but I'll bring it right back. I promise. A lot of times in life, we we try and say, well, we'll we'll try to go after the CAPM or we'll try to go after the PMP. And I always ask that person, what does that mean? Because when you try something, that means, well, if it doesn't go the way that I want it, then I'm not going to do it. But when you decide and you do, it's like it does. It's going to go my way. And let me show you how it's going to go my way. Okay, I'm getting on my personal development. Let me get back on my project management, leadership development. Point number four. Listen, one thing I love about uh, being in this field of project management, it helps you develop your leadership uh, skills. It it really allows you to find creative ways to work with your stakeholders even though they don't report to you. That's what's so unique is like you're you're and you're holding them accountable as if they did. And one of the things that I, I love about I wish they would change it to project leadership instead of project management at times because you know, you man, you know, there's a difference between leadership and management. You, if you haven't, check out one of my videos. It's somewhere in here where I talk about that because leaders, they want to inspire. Leaders, they want to motivate. Leaders, they want to create a, a culture in which you have an opportunity to learn from your failures and also grow as an as a individual as well. But management is like, okay, you get this done for me? Yes. Okay, I can check that off. Did you get this done for me? Yes. Let me check this off. And it's just... Is, is not a great environment to work in. So for the people who've had leaders versus managers, you should be able to tell the difference. If not, leave me a comment and tell me why not. Anyway, uh, point number five, communication proficiency. This is my favorite. It's in the book as well in the Magnetic Project Management. Matter of fact, you can pick that up on Amazon if you're looking for it. 
Um, effective communication is the core of project management. Uh, I don't care what they tell you. Uh, there are a lot of cores out there, but this one right here, you will hear me repeat in video after video because you have to be able to articulate not just verbally, but you also have to be able to find various ways to communication streams, whether it's email, whether it's teams, whether it's through texting. Um, I've leveraged so many different platforms to get my point across or to send a message that aligns with the, the receiver of the message because a lot of times we think we're communicating and the person is picking it up, but they're not even understanding what the ask is. So over time, you kind of develop tactics and understanding your audience of who, who you're talking to. And that's another key thing. I mean, you have to understand your audience. And uh, I may, you know, I think I'm going to do a breakdown of that, like understanding your audience. What does that look like? I like that. But seriously, though, family, being able to communicate really increases the chances of, of having and fostering a really good co uh, collaboration in which your team feels confident in you as the project manager. Point number six, my favorite, personal satisfaction. Man, listen, seeing a project <laughs> as any project manager, it's, it's, it's a bittersweet yet still good. And what I mean by that, a lot of times we, um, when you finish a project, it's like, it's like a personal satisfaction, like, yes, we did it. But then on the downside of that as well is if you, and this is if you like working with people, which I hope you do, because this the soul of your job besides communication, the other point on that particular foundation is people. And so uh, working with people and you start to develop a bond and you guys, you know, you're talking on a daily basis or every other day. And it's just, it's, it's like I said, that's why that's the bittersweet of it. But being able to achieve a goal that you set out and through all the trials and tribulations is definitely a treat. So point number six is personal satisfaction. Point number seven, I talked about the diverse opportunities. Also want to talk about the global opportunities. Listen, you can go anywhere in this world. Last time I checked, uh, I probably need to do some more homework on that. But I, I can't think of a one country right now, and if it is, tell me a country that is not, leave that in a comment, that does not um, have PMP or, or project management. I'd be curious to know. It can give me some education. But uh, one of the things about global opportunity, project management continues to transcend across bo uh, borders. And plus, what I love about it is, is, is that it is definitely, and I do mean definitely, a transferable skill, not just, and that's just worldwide. I mean, it, it really truly opens the door for you to go into different segments of different industries uh, because these are transferable skills. If you needed to go into accounting, well, as a project manager, you got to know how to manage a budget. There's certain techniques, or I should say you could use um, earn value management, or you could just basically have an Excel spreadsheet. I've seen it done so many different ways. But the point is, it's a transferable skill. So if you have to plug into accounting, you just need to understand the accounting terminology. But at the end of the day, it's about dollars and cents, or I should say about balance, checks and balances, and what's the same thing as, as for a project manager. Let's move on to the last and final point. I call this keeping it fresh. Say what? Yes, keeping it fresh. Listen, 
when you lead different projects, you normally, it depends on how big the project is and how many projects are within your, uh, within the organization. But I've led as many as, to what, five to 10 to just one huge project. And being able to work those different small projects, it really keeps it fresh. I mean, it keeps it engaging. Even the big projects are fun because they really kind of, once you start unpacking them, you realize there's is like really like 10 projects rolled up into one big project, even though some people say, well, that would be a program. You're right, but they consider it a project, but I digress. Um, the ability to be able to work various small uh, projects, even though they're short term, um, at scale, it really it really helps you hone your project management skills. So, family, I said I have a something I wanted to share with you guys at the end. So, if you're still here rocking with me, hey, I, I really truly appreciate you. So, I'm going to talk about the advantages uh, of getting into this thing that I love that I hope that you fall in love with. Uh, I kind of touched on one at the end, but transferable skill. Listen again, project management is definitely a transferable skill across the industries and definitely, uh, I don't want to put no claims out there, but I've seen, I've experienced where it can open up doors for you. Um, and the next advantage, like I said, I'll keep it short, there is high demand. Listen, project management skills are highly sought after across industries um, and offering a wide range of job opportunities. Listen, project managers was you have, you know, I don't want to, you know, make people nervous because most people be like, you have to do this. this, this. Listen, these are skill sets you can develop over time if you're willing to, to make it a career and not a job. Ooh, I think I said something. I hope I ain't hurt anyone's feelings out there. But if I did, I publicly apologize. But seriously, family, we really truly need to have create careers. And even if you decide to be an entrepreneur in project management, meaning like a consultant or creating your own firm, you still want to be able to be able to learn these skills because it's going to be a different skill set, um, but the foundation is still going to be there, uh, which we talked about the Iron Triangle. Opportunities. I call this opportunities instead of saying like, instead of being negative, uh, because it is opportunity. Because if you d decide to get into this thing called project management, you will face a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. um, and let me give you where you're going to see a lot of pressure at. You're going to see pressure in facing tight deadlines, uh, prioritization shifting, meaning that maybe your project was number one as far as you're getting all the resources, getting everything, and then all of a sudden something happened where they had to make a shift and now you went from one to five. I, you're like, well, how does that happen? Well, there's something called ex um, external factors. There's internal factors. So just being a, just being able to understand that and, and again, just competing priorities in general. Um, also, now sometimes I've seen it where it can create a high stress level. That's why I always recommend if you get into this thing called project management that you find something that allows you to uh, release that stress because it's, you're, you're going to have really low, low, low stress days and you're going to have high ones because if you're, if you're trying to be, excuse me, if you plan on being ex an exceptional project manager, you sometimes will take on more than you need to. All right, last and final point is risk management. Being able to identify and mitigate risk in crucial project management is key because if, if you're unable to challenge, uh, if you're unable to see around the corner, which is, is again, it's a learning, like you will continue to learn this and I'm still learning. And when I say look around the corner is 
getting with your stakeholders and say, tell me everything that you think that's going to go wrong with this. And that's how I do it. That's how I start my risk off. And really that's identifying a risk because you'll find out that a lot of people will show you what's wrong with something versus what's right. Mm, I'll just leave you with that family. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll go by the name of ED. Until next time, you know my slogan. I'm out.